I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from goodcleanfunlife.com. And I am Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drinking on Delmarva, a podcast about life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. And never more so than the last couple of weeks. So much has been going on. Go ahead. We we in the last couple of weeks, we've not had our uh weekly right. therapy session on So I haven't for... really gotten to holler very much. Um yeah. and uh and it's Christmas, so we're probably just gonna let a lot of it go. Um, but before we get started, we always like to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors um, this week, I'm sorry, our sponsor this week is me. Um, it's the a Bagel Manifesto podcast, and it's a podcast about um, belief and culture change and why and the tragedy that people don't really care about bagels anymore. Um, <laughs> every other week, I take a, I take a, a subject that I've been working on for my writing. Um, a lot of it has to do with Sherry Schreiner for now. So, for instance, in the first episode, I talked about something called the Mandela Effect, mm. which I think we've covered on this show before. But the brief version is the Mandela Effect is people who um, think that the fact that they forgot something means that there's an alternate universe. It comes from um, this woman named Fiona Broom who thought Man- Nelson Mandela had died in the 80s. And, um, you know, people are like, no, he's literally on television right now. And <laughs> rather than saying, oh, I must be mistaken. She went around and asking people like, do you think Man- Nelson Mandela died in the eighties? And they're all like, yeah, I do. I remember his funeral. Right. Um, and so rather than admit that they're wrong or stupid, they say that there's an alternate reality, um, that they, you know, that they're not in anymore, that they were somehow bumped out of. Um, it yeah. plays a pivotal part in my book, but one of the things that I, I say it in the podcast, but I want to say it now only because the, the absurdity isn't even people misremembering that Nelson Mandela didn't die in the eighties. The absurdity for me is thinking mm-hmm. that Nelson Mandela, a wanted anti-apartheid rebel would get a state funeral in the 1980s instead of getting yeah. sent to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like much it's, much much more controversial than whether it's the Bernstein Bernsteins or right. Bernsteins. Absolutely. Those are all the all the all the Mandela effect kind of things. So anyway, check out the show if you get a chance. You can um you can subscribe to it. It is called A Bagel manifesto wherever you get podcasts there's a there'll be a link in the show notes of this show um and if you subscribe to the bagel manifesto podcast i mean uh ah newsletter it will uh it'll it'll be on that as well and you can and you can click on it there we're also sponsored by the drinks we were drinking i am babysitting right now so i'm drinking babysitting juice which is water um because when you got kids around, once you start drinking, there's no stopping you. And why take the chance? Sure, sure. I'm sponsored, as I am most weeks, by Bullet Bourbon. Uh, although I am 
starting a bourbon collection. You know, we, we've talked about it on the show. We have the wood parlor that has was the sort of COVID project, sort of man cave, uh, a little cozy escape room for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it has a nice little bar in there. And I'm gonna start collecting uh, bourbons. And you know, like like we said, or somebody said to me. If you have 20 bottles that are unopened, you're a collector, which is better than having 20 empty bottles. Right. <laughs> you're a booth you an addict. Yeah. 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 No, what, when we talked about it, though, I said that, that it's just not something that's possible for me. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I went to buy Christmas presents. It is Christmas time. This will be out. And I know that no one on my list listens to this show. Um, yesterday, I went to buy... Uh, Christmas presents, the alcohol Christmas presents that I get. Mm -hmm. I get my sons-in-law each a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Um, My one son-in-law is Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels, and more Jack Daniels. He's not really interested in trying other ones, and I don't begrudge him that. Drink what you like and be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one, um, my... Uh, he'll he'll drink he'll try pretty much any, anything and i've been getting him scotches lately because he seems to like scotch and then my uh youngest daughter's boyfriend i got him um a a, a little bottle of not a little bottle but a bottle of uh a bottle of booze but i was standing in the whiskey aisle and as we know i'm still on fat boy punishment juice mm-hmm. and there was like a magnetic pull like <laughs> It was so hard. I'm like, if you buy a bottle of whiskey now, you're going to drink the whole thing like on the way home. Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. I just, I cannot wait. By the time you're listening to this, it will be Christmas Eve morning, and I will have one weekend's worth of uh, whiskey that I'm allowed to drink, and I'm very excited about that. Like, that, really, that, really excited. I think that I think that will be fun. I think that will be. Uh, even more savory and enjoyable for you. I, I do have to say that what I've done is I've split up the, you know, the house quote unquote bourbon, which is my bullet uh-huh. into two, into two uh, decanters and one is in the wood parlor. And, you know, so it's, it, I have to make that extra effort. And especially on a cold day like this, I have to walk outside uh-huh. to go to the wood parlor to get, you know, to get my drink. And I'm like, eh, it's really not that hard to, yeah. <laughs> to, to walk outside. <laughs> It's pretty easy, actually. Yeah, no, it's not like you have to go chop down the wood for your fire. You just have right, to go right. pour the wood for your soul. <laughs> yes. Um, the, each week we like to talk about um, things that happen because we live here or because we work here. We call it one cool thing. Um, I've got I've got my one cool thing, but why don't you start with yours and we'll work our way from there. Uh, this season is, uh, it comes around every year and it seems to come around quicker and quicker, uh, especially this year with uh, the restaurants that are our clients being open and busy and that sort of thing. But we have made a habit. Uh, somehow I've painted myself into a corner of creating a very uh, popular virtual Christmas card for the Starbird. Uh, and usually it is involving a lot of the staff. Uh, usually it is a parody of, you know, something in popular culture. And, you know, when, when you don't even think about it until after Thanksgiving and you have, uh, you know, this, this short timetable to get it together and, and to get all the people together, it can be a pretty, pretty daunting task, but I, 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 we pulled it off again this year. 
I, the last three years, the last couple years, I've said, can we just do a, like a nice sentimental greeting? Like, pe- like the people who love the Starbird are still going to love seeing their Everybody. favorite people. Yeah, just saying happy holidays, Merry Christmas, right. you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. And uh, Monty in his infinite wisdom and or uh, bullheadedness is just like, nope, it has to be bigger and better than before. Every year. And uh, so, so we got a couple of the managers together and said, like, what's what is the what is the concept going to be? And uh, at the time, one of the managers who had left and is now back has was on a was on uh, the office kick. So, you know, great show with Steve Carell and that whole ensemble cast of amazing deadpan uh, you know, comedic actors. Right. Uh, that was, that was like, let, let's do something with the office. And then it was just too easy to sort of mimic or, or have life imitating art or art imitating life, however it goes. And just everybody complaining about how much stuff they're doing and how busy it is uh, doing some of those like straight shot confessionals, a uh-huh. uh, lot of takes to the camera, which is funny because I like, that's not what, I'm trained. I, I've trained people to do. It's always like interview style. You can, you know, we'll have a conversation. You and I, right? Don't, don't look, look at the, at the camera. camera. So, um, you know, and the, and the other thing, my, my son, who's who's a big Office fan and is interested in editing and, and trying to get him looped in a little bit more with what we do, was uh, you know made a very good point that uh, the Office is like ran for eleven seasons is like. Emmy nominated, you know, there's, there's a lot of accolades that have gone with that show. And here I'm trying to emulate that in a two hour window with a bunch of bartenders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it, it came out and yeah, I, I think we, I think we did okay. I think the staff did a, a great job. Um, it was a editing challenge for me because I like to make things real snappy and, and keep people interested with, with music and, and and that sort of thing, and and you had all left, of this left stuff hang, yeah, and all of this deadpan stuff was, uh, it, it it was hard for me to to just let that silence, <laughs> you know, linger. But it's out, it's good. Yeah. Well, on and the think, on the upside though, we, they're also, it's it's good that they're not acting because what mm. what makes. What makes the office, if the office is hard to do, which I'm sure it is, but I don't know. But if the office is hard to do, it's because it's professional actors pretending that they're not professional actors. Right, right. And trying to react naturally like people who aren't 100% comfortable being on camera. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a, one of my favorite documentaries, because every time I think about the office running for 11 years, I'm like, you know, that's a long time to make a documentary. But... Uh, <laughs> One of my favorite documentaries was one called Dig. Do you remember it came out in the 90s? I don't. Uh... It was about the um, Jonestown Massacre mm-hmm. band. It's not Jonestown. It's called uh, like the, I don't know, Jonestown, Robert Jonestown Massacre, Bob Jonestown Massacre. I forget what that's called. And then the, uh, the, Two bands, two indie bands. One of them had a massive 
hit with a car commercial. Um, and uh, but anyway, yeah, and this is a documentary. It's called Dig, and it, they filmed uh, it over the course of seven years. And these are like uh, the the two leaders of each of the bands are kind of like a Lennon and McCartney thing, where mm-hmm. they're they're crazy talented and they're constantly in competition with one another and they love one another very much. Brian Jones town massacre. And, um, they, they love one another very much and they also hate one another very deeply. And, and to see them, you know, to see the rise of one and fall of the other and the fall of one and rise of the other. It is, um, the other band was, did the, no, 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 no. I think the name of the song was dig. I'm very I've gotten to the point now where I sing something to my wife and I'm like, you know what? And she's like, I probably do, but there's no way you're singing a song that I know. (laughs) My singing is so it's so awful. And I've always felt like it's a curse because I love to sing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, uh, I wish I were if like, if I could have just a normal wish, it would be that I had even the capacity, you know, to, to just sing. Like if I get myself wound up and I practice, I can kind of sing. Okay. But like, there are people who are just like, I'm going to sing a song and you're going to be able to identify that song. You know, um, I like you because I like you and I like you. And I'm feeling so bohemian like you. And I like, no, huh? Nope. nope. Bo- bohemian like you was their hit. Play it later. You'll say, oh, yeah, no, I know that song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just not just not coming out of Tony's mouth. Just not when Tony sings it. As a matter of fact, if you're listening, go ahead and pause it. And just listen to Bohemian <laughs> like you for a second. You can yeah. find it any place you can stream music. And I guarantee you, you'll be like, oh, I know that song. I That wasn't what he just sang, though. Right, right. Um. Oh, this so, that was that was a treat though. I appreciate I appreciate you. Wow, no, no, As a matter of fact, I'll probably listen to that album tonight because it's a they've they've got like three or four really good albums. I can't think of the name of the group mm-hmm. for a million dollars. I am so sorry about it. Um, so I wanted to actually do a minor commercial and also talk about my um a uh, birthday present slash Christmas present, like a birthday present that I got a little late because Mm -hmm. as you may or may not have heard, there was some, uh, you didn't hear, but maybe you did uh, like a production backup. But my, my wife got me for my birthday, a, uh, a razor and shave brush from uh, black dog pens. Oh, cool. Which is our friend, uh, which is our friend, Patty. I've never shaved with a safety razor before. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was uh, fun. Yeah. Um, you know, no I, mix, I really like no, uh, no, no, no bloody. No, it was, it was okay. Um, I didn't, um, Dandy Warhols is the name. I had to look it up. I'm so sorry. Oh, the Dandy Warhols. Okay. Yeah. I think you may know them. Yes. Um, but anyway, and no, no, it was, it was interesting because you have to be like, I cut my finger, putting the blade on cause I like hit it and I spun it. And I'm like, that was the dumbest thing you've ever done in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you just flicked a razor so that yeah. made me a little gun shy but i got a nice shave yeah and it's time for another one and it's it's one of the few um like preparatory things that i do mm-hmm. like it it I, I boil some water i make up a lather i it, it's i like the 
intentionality of it. Right, you know, right. Rather than, right. Rather than just whipping through and getting my face completely shaved and then going off for my day. You know, since I'm here, I can do it at my leisure and I, you know, wait until I have the time to enjoy a good shave. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do. And so anyway, I can recommend the black dog pens that the, the, you know, you have to buy your own razors, They but the, it's just cool looking. Um, mm-hmm. you can, you can see it at blackdogpens.com. It's, um, she turns them on a lathe. Mine's like a brown marble. It's very, very nice. Yeah. They're pretty stuff. I was actually looking at the bookstore the, uh, uh, uh the other day and, uh, have some pens in there and yeah, some, some good looking stuff. Yeah, yeah, quality stuff. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift right now, <laughs> because it's <laughs> as you're listening to this Christmas Eve, I guess swing over to um, the Greyhound bookstore mm-hmm. and you can pick up some Black Dog pens. You can also pick up a copy of Dragged Into the Light, Truth is yep. Reptilians, Super Soldiers, and Death Inside an Online Cult by Tony Russo. I believe they have signed copies there. So, you yeah. know, that's a la di da kind of thing. Um, I've got I've got plenty more. I just feel like I'm the only one talking, so I want to. I want oh to... no! Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Did you, uh, did you get an opportunity to go out to any of these? Any of the, um, the Berlin? Makers. Yeah. Um, we I, I breezed through uh, a, a couple, and I think Berlin is doing a great job with uh, you know that uh, for the for the summer season, or I mean for the <laughs> for the Christmas season. I I noticed just today that we're the last week into uh, you know, of Christmas shopping before Christmas. And there's a lot of like guys nights, like even heart of gold kids that Tim and Olivia have, like Tim is in there and it's all like, you know, little kid stuff, but like it's dad's night. And so he's going to have a cooler full of beer and Tim's a cool guy and you can go in there and you can, you know, have a beer and do some little kid shopping uh, for your niece or nephew. And I don't know. I, 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 I like that. I, I like that. They lean into the, the idiots who wait for the, well, the end it, of the, it's also, it's also important to make that kind of pitch because, you know, as, as shop local, as many of us mm-hmm. think or say we like to be after the pandemic, it was really like, I, I did all of my Christmas shopping online. It's the first year mm-hmm. that I got it all done. Um, and you know, I got it all done. I got it all done online and like getting people out back to the stores. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have the same experience of, you know, I know that there's been like a small uptick in people going to movies and things like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't, you know, I don't think that people are, you know, retaking the streets in the way that, you know, we yeah. had kind of expected. Um, and of course we may be, we may be locked in again, which is, uh, I have uh, tickets. My mom doesn't listen. Um, so we're, we're hoping to take my mom to a Broadway show on January 1st. And like every day I wake up and I just check to see if that show is closed yet. Cause they're like closing yeah. one at a time. Yeah. Um, hopefully it won't be. It's um, they kill a mockingbird starring. Oh, cool. Uh, I think Jeff Daniels as Atticus Finch. Yep. Um, yep. And Greg Kinnear is supposed to take over for him on January 1st fourth or something so it's really like one of the last performances um the last time so we we argued once my my personal family i may have told this story but we went to uh we went to a show one one year and death of a salesman was playing Mm 
mm-hmm. and also um, Cinderella. And we had little kids with us, and we had little kids with us, and I get it. We had little but, kids with us. But, but Philip Seymour Hoffman was playing Willie Loman. Yeah. And he was Oof. dead like three weeks later. Oof. And I'm like, wow, I, that was a that was a missed opportunity. And I'm yeah. like, it's really and and everybody's like, you can't make children sit through death of a salesman. You know, it's not, <laughs> you'll like, appreciate this when you're older. Yeah, yeah. And they like, wouldn't like, have like, so like we, young kids should identify with and probably in this day and age can identify with, you know, a uh, a middle-aged depressed salesperson. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is the uh I mean the Cinderella was really, really, really you know, it was pretty to look at, you know, mm. and um, the now dead Peter Scolari, Scolari, Scol, mm. the guy from uh, Bosom Buddies. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he played the. Uh, I don't know the pronunciation, but I, I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. he played the he played the wizard, and he was he was fantastic. And uh, yeah, it was it was oh, a well, nice show. Here, here's here's my, uh, you know, here's here's my. Um, advice for giving gifts uh like as long as there's a backstory and ex- an experience behind the giving of the gift i think yeah. that is what's most important and i think that is kind of the uh the thrust behind shop local is like you know the person that you're you know that you're getting this this from but even if you're not getting something i got i got these really nice japanese knives for natalie last year for for christmas and I mean, they were in my, they were in my Instagram feed all the time. You know, they like, right. They, they wouldn't be, let you go. Yeah. They, they, they could be terrible and, you know, and uh, fakes and I don't like, I don't know, but I literally messaged a couple of the local chefs that we know and appreciate and said, what kind of knives do you use? And just that little backstory, right? Uh, that you know that drove me to to get these knives made it so much made it so much better. So uh, it's it's all about you know telling a story. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I uh, for for my wife this year, I got her uh, a McSweeney's book, and she had hinted that she wanted it, and I'm like, I I already you know I I figure I saw it and I knew that you would want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about two different books and as it turned out, the one that I wanted to get her was sold out. So I had mm-hmm. to say my book, the book one was sold out. And that's when we talked about the book that she thought that she, that I thought she wanted. And it was a, a different book altogether. So that's the closest I get to a story. I'm more of a, um, yeah, I don't have, I'm, I'm awful. It's, it's <laughs> my selfishness as a human being never comes out more in more relief than mm. when I have to buy Christmas presents. I like to buy Christmas presents. I yep. like to have to make people happy. I'm just so self-centered that I can't imagine what other people would want. Mm-hmm. So I get them what I would want. And right. I'm fortunate in that I have daughters and I have okay taste in jewelry. So I'm like, okay, I think this jewelry is nice and I will right. get this. For, and they're always very happy with that. But like, if I have to get like something for anybody else, I'm like, 
my wife buys it. I'm like, yeah. you know, cause she's empathetic and I'm, I'm not, I'm the only person left on this planet who doesn't claim to be an empath. So <laughs> I'm a dying breed. I, well, and no one would believe you if you, if you said that you were, <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I have this, uh, I have this unattainable, uh, you know, bar that it's been set for me is Natalie's father is a very good, like, is a very good shopper. It's always been said a very good shopper. And I mean, I love him. He's my father-in-law. He just likes to spend money. Like, you know, <laughs> I, and, and I don't like to spend money. Like I don't like to spend money on myself. And so when it comes to, to doing gifts, I'm, you know, a lot of times of the mindset is like, Oh, well, more money is better. But that's, you know, that's when I really kind of realized it's like, oh, well, you have to have a little thought behind it. And if you, and if you seek counsel to mm-hmm. uh, to go into that, uh, like that, that helps that helps the uh, the, the whole process. Yeah. And the, the other thing is that I, I'm good at is once you're 21, if I can buy you booze, I'm going to get you something yeah. you're going to like. I guarantee it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I might get you something that I don't like that I know you will like. That's I'm I'm booze empathetic. I can <laughs> if you tell me what you like, I can find something else that you're gonna like. Yep. No, that's that makes similar. Sense. But the uh the actual buying of presents, the other thing that I'm very bad at is one of the things my life again, she just picked the wrong guy and th- th- <laughs> fortunately she hasn't noticed it yet. She hasn't figured of, it out. One of the things she truly enjoys is getting stupid junky toys in her stocking. Yep. I cannot even pick out stupid junky toys for the stocking. I just get frazzled. And I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't know. This is too stupid. This is too junky. This isn't stupid enough. This isn't junky enough. So right. like it's disappointment year. I think I think I did okay this time. Um, but it it's not I don't know. You know, it's just, I, it's unfortunate. I don't have that. I don't have that vision. I have just a vision for what I would like if I were them, Mm. but I don't know what they would like them already being them. And that's where it gets. (laughs) Well, uh, they they say that they say that giving gifts is the process of giving somebody something that you want them to have. Yeah. That's I, I think it's a cop out. I mean, that's how I give <laughs> gifts. But I think it's a cop out. One of the things, can you name? I'm sorry. Did you know your grandparents at all? Yes. All right. Can you name Christmas presents that they got you? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. I am no, off the I fucking hook. Absolutely. And I, I can't either. My grandfather lived until I was 15 or so. My grandmother lived till I was nearly 20. Yeah. No idea. So I'm copping out. So I've decided that the boys just get trains every year and I give them to them at like Thanksgiving. Like I don't remember opening presents from, I mean, my grandparents would be around, you know, at Christmas time. Right. But right. realizing now that they're not going to remember if I give them a good or bad gift, it gives me an advantage. Yeah. No. And the, and the, the idea of sort of playing the long game of like, if you give them trains every year, you know, that's like, yeah. Like, oh, this is, this is from, this is from grandpa. And yeah, so I have a theme. Exactly. I I have a theme. So it's more likely to be Ah, remembered. That's And also I don't have to think about it. And Mm -hmm. they've been getting trains since they were born. They don't know that it's, they don't, they haven't decided 
like I'm going to like trains or I'm not going to like trains. It's not like they're 10 and I gave them a train set and they're like, Oh, I'll use this or I won't use this. It's just part of, it's just part of their every Christmas they get a train. They put up the train set for a little while and they take it down and that's it. So I, I'm very, anyone listening, if you have grandchildren, I can't recommend highly enough getting them a thing that they don't care about every year. Like, cause they won't remember the same, yeah, the same thing. I mean, there are Christmas presents that I remember getting. And I was actually, I was feeling a little guilty. I felt like I kind of beat the system. So I was asking my mom, I'm like, did they get me this? And she's like, no, I think I got you this. So like even the more memorable presents always came mm-hmm. from, from my parents. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if, if you, if you have grandchildren or when you have grandchildren, um, feel free to feel free to take this idea. It doesn't have to be trains. It could be anything, but something that, well, the funny part give is give the gift knowing that they will not at all remember getting it. Yeah. As opposed to your children who will likely remember if you get them something particularly nice that might stick with them. But right. your grandparents, you're not going to remember, I don't think. And d- did you have any, you know, attachment to trains or anything like that? Or was it just kind of like, oh, this is a good idea? I liked, we had my mother's trains when I was a kid. So I okay. liked the idea of having the train that goes around the Christmas tree. And I had like a plastic one when I first got married, but that's all I have to say about that. Yep. So I wanted to get them a good, you know, a good set of trains. When when Nathan was born, I got him a good set of trains. And I'm like, this is like a forever, like you'll be 50. Like these, will, yeah. these are just your trains, you know. Uh, when Elliot's a little older, maybe I'll get them an ad- additional track set. So, you know, yeah. but it's something that they can have for their whole lives and enjoy for their whole lives without yeah. me having to do any thinking, uh, which is, which is brilliant. Well, it, it is brilliant. And then it, and it, you can, there's so many options there that even as they get older, it can be, you know, kind of train themed, uh, you know, aspects of their life that they like, or, or you know, I, and, I, and, and also my, my, my wife, you know, does the awful, not awful, you know, the, the uh, grandma, bought, grandma, Grammy bought too much, you know, yeah. all the, all the grandparents, except for this one, like kind of like, I'm going to get to this. I'm going to get to that. And I'm like, they're not going to fucking remember. I'm going to get them a train. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they'll be like, I don't remember. I know these are the trains my grandfather got me, but I don't know who, you know, well, or, I don't know or, who or... paid for my college, but I know. <laughs> my grandpa got me trained or or they hit that they hit that like you know 10 year old uh plus and it's like uh a train again and then they're 30 and they see a train and they're you know yeah. weeping over their grandfather and they're like you've won yeah i think point. i think i think that's a win i think trains for the win yeah um for christmas and like i said my wife gets some other toys and stuff but the other thing is uh, after having been a parent for so long, and even when I was a parent, I'm not, I love to play Christmas, you know, and mm-hmm. I love to do all the stuff that comes along with Christmas. I see children's toys at the, as things to step on and throw out. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many toys you got in your house, Todd? How much mm-hmm. have you spent on toys over the last, what, 20 years, 22 20, years? 21 years in uh, January. Yeah. How many Barbies? Yeah. Not many Barbies, but plenty of. Uh, I, I, we have a good collection of Legos uh, for from both kids, and Playmobil, and yeah. Oh, and you still have them? Yeah. Well, some. Yeah, some. 
Oh, that's sure. impressive. Yeah, no, all of my, I mean, sometimes I'll catch my grandkids playing with a toy that they must have gotten from my mother that was mine. And that's, that's kind of cool. It's like, hey, that was my little shitty piece of plastic ambulance from yeah. 1974. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to looking forward to New Year's Eve. Um, I would like to do a show next week if you don't have any strong objections. No objections. Um, because I'm leaving for New Jersey on Thursday. So I will be here. And we can do a New Year's Eve episode next Wednesday with any luck. Um, I will be off of my babysitting gig and still have some whiskey left over from Christmas. Hope springs eternal. Yeah. (laughs) Four days isn't very many. I've got to be honest because I'm going to have a house full of people too. So we'll see. Yep. But uh, I'm out of stuff to say anyway. How about you? Uh, I got nothing. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. And because it's Christmas time, remember that. At the beach. At the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. It's happy hour wherever you say it is. I thought we were going to the two o'clock somewhere. I I feel like we might want to do drink what you like, drink when you like. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So wherever you are this Christmas. Drink when you like. What you like. All right. Happy Christmas, guys. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.